everyone, and welcome to another episode of Kingdom Minds. This is a podcast where we talk about Kingdom Hearts and also the Kingdom of God. My name is Karis, and with me, as always, is my co-host, David. Hello. Hello. Excellent. And it's, <laughs> it's been a while, but we are back, and today we have Andy Brew on the show. Hey, man, how's it going? Hey, what's going on? Glad to be here. Super pumped. I'm so excited. So if you do not know who Andy is, he's an awesome creator. He does a lot of Kingdom Hearts stuff on YouTube and also other things such as streaming. And you stream a lot of different stuff, I've noticed. Um. Yeah, <laughs> I uh, mainly so my channel is uh, kind of just a variety of just kind of whatever the heck I want to do, to be completely honest, if I'm, if I'm being completely real. Um, but yeah, it's it's actually the bulk of it. It's mostly live streams. I mostly do live playthroughs of games uh usually it's a it's a first playthrough of a game um but i make other videos as well uh, i love kingdom hearts it's my favorite series of all time um i also have dipped into into near i've been really i really within the last couple of years grew a love for near uh mm. and yeah just kind of Again, that's like the bulk of my channel. Uh, it's mainly live playthroughs, but there's like reactions. Um, there's other goofy videos on there as well, um, all related to gaming. Uh, but yes, Kingdom Hearts is uh, definitely a big part of uh, my channel for sure. Mm, absolutely. Like I, <laughs> there, I went ahead and I looked at a couple of your recent videos, and the one, I mean, I commented on it, and you saw, I think, but the the one where you're like, "Hi, play the world ends with you." That that got me because that it's funny. That was uh, that was so I actually in my discord, I uh, I was like, hey, uh, if y'all want to, but you don't you don't have to. I just kind of like added everyone. I was like, uh, send me some of you like your favorite moments from my uh, Twiwi playthrough. And um, but it's funny because like that's actually not what I had in mind <laughs> to do. I actually want to do something else for Neo Twooey that I haven't I haven't done yet, even though I only have like, mm. a couple of days. But uh, <laughs> I was just like, you know what? These clips are great. I'm just going to put this together and just upload a random video. And yeah, so like I'll do like random stuff like that. Like, hey, play the world ends with you because it's great and it's very important and you should play it. And uh, that that's all I have to say. And then. It, it was it was so good because I mean I feel really called out because I um <laughs> I think I started it like two years ago and I think I played up to, up to like week three or some such. Oh man, you, and, <laughs> and that's what it, <laughs> Well, that's when it starts to get super hard, and I don't know. I struggled. It's it's and not just, it's not easy. Um, but yeah, it's uh it's fantastic. <laughs> the story and the characters are a ten out of ten um mm -hmm. and yeah i'm I'm so excited for the sequel but anyway I, enough I, about twooey uh <laughs> right yeah i need to pick that back up but no that was a fun video i really enjoyed like getting to see the energy of your streams and stuff i've been trying to catch your streams and i just haven't like i don't know i just the timing is never like lined up for me i get it but you know what it's it's the heart behind it karis that's what matters and i appreciate that, right that so thank no. you um of course. Um, but then, so there was another video that you put up recently, the one about Recoded and how it will be relevant in the future of Kingdom Hearts. That was such a good video, okay? So, like, 
the idea that Ven, Amari, Lucia, and Larkseen, like, heading into the Book of Prophecies, like a day version, that's so awesome to me. I would love to see something like this. Oh, yeah, I and think... I- I think it would be super cool, like, because it's like you look at it, it's like, oh, we have another trio like Ventus, Marluxia and Larxene. And it's like, whoa, like this would actually be super cool if like if uh, if Namora did something like that, just because like it would be a good way to rope in Marluxia and Larxene back into the story. And also Mm. it would be interesting to kind of see Ventus's experience um kind of going through the book of prophecies and kind of going through you know daybreak town or whatever the heck that looks like and kind of like you know rediscovering his memories and and relearning about like who he really was uh i don't know i just thought it was a really cool concept i was like you know what like because i'll say this like recoded is not the best game and i think we we can all agree with that but (laughs) i will defend the heck out of recoded even though it's not the best game even though i think it is the weakest title in the series I I still really enjoy it because I think it's actually fun to play. Like if you actually ever played it on the DS, it's it's quite fun. It is a little bit repetitive, but I I will defend that game a little bit, you know. <laughs> but yeah, that was that was a video that I made kind of on a whim. Like I literally woke up and I was like, oh, this would be a cool concept. And then I just wrote the script and just did the video on one day because I was off work. So I was like, yeah, there we go. Mm. So like sometimes I'll just like do stuff like that where I'll be like oh yeah here's an idea then i'll just put the video like together super quick and then but then there's times where like it'll take like weeks for me to do something so it just kind of depends but of course and like i just i really like the idea as well of just like mixing up the trios and just like having a new trio like just of of characters they already know i just i think that's so fun and that should be a thing um but yeah so speaking of longer videos i know that you just posted your new video about the gospel according to Kingdom Hearts, and I have not watched it because I've not had time, and it was literally like an hour ago. Um, but I'm really excited. That was going to be like the first thing I do when we finish this, so I'm going to watch it. I'm really pumped. Yeah, I uh, I just uploaded. I wanted to get it done yesterday, but it just it took it took longer than I thought, and I didn't want to rush it. Um, but yeah, I uploaded it this morning, and it's been. It, it it was so worth it like <laughs> it, that video took me all that was the longest i've ever spent on a video like an upload i should say um mm. but, uh yeah i had a lot of fun with it uh and i'm sure we'll probably talk about jesus and kingdom hearts later but man it's it's so crazy like the the parallels and and what you can find in in a game like kingdom hearts and and you know you can relate it back to Jesus and the Bible. And it's mm. like, oh, this, this is the coolest thing ever, and yeah. So I, so yeah, good. I would love to talk about that later, or if you want to talk about it now, we can. Um, but yeah, it that was that was a joy to to make a video like that for sure. We could probably go ahead and talk about that, and I'm looking forward to seeing that as well. Maybe you want to give us a little bit of a preview uh, as to what the video is about. Yeah, so uh, essentially, it's uh, it is just the gospel according to Kingdom Hearts. So what it is uh, is, you know, I kind of start off saying like, you know, I've I've grown up with Kingdom Hearts ever since Kingdom Hearts One came out, ever since the early two thousands, and um, you know, it's it's taught me a lot, and I've I've learned just. There, there's so many themes that that you pick up on and that you that you take with you, and uh, it wasn't until like a few years ago that I was like, you know what? Like the gospel is so like 
like it's so evident in kingdom hearts and i i feel like i i need to talk about it because there was just so much in me and i was like i just need to like put this somewhere so people can see and and you know not just you know, not just for to get a, a video out on to make content, but like I actually like like me being a Christian and someone who loves Jesus, like I really want people to like, you know, understand who Jesus is. And so like a lot of this video, I, I look at um four characters from Kingdom Hearts uh in this video and kinda relate them to Jesus and you know how they relate to aspects of Jesus. And it's all centered around the love of Jesus and the cross. And that was what I wanted to get across. No pun intended uh, in the video, Uh, because I, again, what I really, my main uh, focus in making this was uh, to make it so that people could understand who Jesus really is. And Mm. so that people get an understanding of the gospel and what that is and, and what that means. And uh, to see that, you know, Jesus is, and, is someone who loves us like god is somebody who actually loves us and um yeah it was it was a joy to make um my favorite part of the video was definitely i talked about axel and uh uh, how axel is a representation of what i call the fiery love of god and i look at uh, a couple scenes from from days um going into you know like why the sun sets red and uh one of my favorite scenes of all time is uh the scene with axel and uh Shion outside of uh the mansion in twilight town and so he says mm. go on you just keep running but i'll always be there to bring you back and it's it's my favorite line in the whole series because that's literally the heart of god for us and it's it reminds me of jesus you know, leaving the 99 sheep on the mountain for the one who's gone astray. And I'm like, oh, man, like it's I love it. Uh, I, I love Kingdom Hearts. And I <laughs> there's there's a, it's a long video. It's like a 35 minute video. Um, but it's it was a such a joy to make and um, to share with people. That's so cool. It's awesome. Yeah, I'm really looking forward to, to watching it. Um I do so, shout you guys out in the video, um, by the way. So I will say that uh, because uh, I um, I was uh, before. Sorry, because I wanted to talk about this. But uh, one of my favorite parts, um, one of my favorite things that I've heard was actually from one of your podcasts. And it was the first podcast. It was one of the first ones you did talking about Sora being the Messiah. And I think I think David said it, um, but he was saying how, you know, G- or, uh, Sora sacrifice for Kyrie is uh it's like jesus becoming sin for us or mm-hmm. becomes a heartless and i i talk about that in my video because and i wanted to let you guys know that like i shouted you out because you guys are amazing and i love you guys so much and it's i i just i'm just so happy that i finally got to make this video and again just share it with people sorry i'm going off but <laughs> <laughs> yeah it was just it was something that's been in in the back of my mind for years and so that's why i'm just so excited to, to actually have made it that's so awesome i really hope it does well i really hope people watch it and they like are inspired and like hear something of the truth from it like that yeah. would be yeah that's incredible and, and that's like the biggest hope from that is like that's what, mm. that's what i'm hoping for is like if one person is impacted by it it's a it's a win a hundred percent it's it's Absolutely. an absolute win, so for sure yeah and that's so kind of you like to you know 
shared us out and things like that. It's really fun. I mean, um, how could I not? Yeah. You guys are you guys are awesome. <laughs> <laughs> Sheesh. Excellent. So good. I guess we could just jump in and chat about just other stuff to do with Kingdom Hearts and like Babe and things like that. Yeah. So um well maybe we can uh talk a little bit about how you became a Christian and then maybe also um talk about um some other kind of biblical or, or faith parallels that you see in Kingdom Hearts. Yeah. Uh so I grew up a Christian my whole life. Um, Mm -hmm. but I was someone who like, I kind of just like went through the motions. Like I didn't really, like I would, I went to church, but I only went because like my, my parents made me go and, you know, I didn't really have, I didn't find joy in going because I just didn't understand. Um, and so I grew up a Christian my whole life, um, listened to a lot of Christian music, but didn't really, it didn't really hit me until, uh, my senior year of high school. Um, and, uh, long story short, I ended up, my sister actually ended up dragging me to this youth group and, uh, I ended up like meeting people from like, like seeing people from my school. And I was like, Oh wait, I didn't know you went here. Like, this is so crazy. And then like started going weekly. And then, uh, that's where I would say I officially like, like dedicated my life to Jesus, like where I officially became a Christian. Uh, cause I, you know, I, I grew up so, uh, kind of lukewarm and just like not caring for throughout my entire life until, um, I started going to this youth group that just radically changed the way I view Jesus and everything. And, uh, and then I went to college. Uh, I actually, uh, my degree is in biblical ministry studies. Uh, and so nice. being in church and, uh, going to youth group and everything. And it, it really inspired me to like, want to kind of do this for the rest of my life. Um, and yeah, I don't have a job in ministry at the moment. Uh, but I would like to one day, uh, but I'm kind of just, you know, just kind of something that I've, I've learned is, um, you know, like you don't have to be, have a job in ministry uh, to make an impact like your life right. is your ministry. And that's like the mm. biggest thing. Um, and so I'm totally OK with just like working right now and, you know, not stepping into anything. But uh, but yeah, so, yeah, I went to college and got involved with some ministry stuff there. And uh, here I am. Yeah, I, I like what you said about about not having to be a vocational minister. Because I think a lot of, I I was always annoyed in college when uh, I would share the gospel with people or talk about my faith, and then somebody would say, "Oh, you know, you should be a pastor," and I thought that that or how about that's just the normal expectation of a Christian? Like you share the gospel with people you know, you talk about your faith, uh, <laughs> right? Yeah, like I can't tell you how many times. Um, so like specifically with my family. Um, if we're ever like at a family get together, so whether it's like a holiday or it's like whatever, you know, whatever it is, the whole family's together and we're having dinner and then everyone's like, all right, we got to pray for the food. And then everyone always looks at me like, Hey, do you want to, you, uh, you're the, you're the quote unquote, like minister in the room which i'm not but like and they're like do you want to do you want to pray for the food or i mean it's it's not even more like do you want to it's like hey how about you you pray over the food and i'm like guys like it like it's not 
like we are not just like it, you know what I mean. It's just it it, it frustrates me because it, it's yeah. like it, just because that I went to Bible school and because that I you know am a Christian, it's like does it doesn't mean that like everybody else has to not be in that you know what i mean like it's mm-hmm. it's it's right. not my duty as like a like i'm not saying it's my duty as someone who is a quote-unquote minister but it's just like i'm just a guy who loves jesus and yeah i want i want to share that with people and you know it's um so yeah david i totally understand like it's it, it definitely like annoys me because i'm like but you could do this too you know like it, it's you can do you can also step into this as well and yeah so i get it hundred percent. I think something that the church is missing a lot is more lay ministers and lay uh, lay pastors and elders. Uh, just so that, because I, I find that people use the excuse of, oh, well, that's their job. They get paid to do that. I don't have time to read my Bible or I don't really, I, I don't know as much as they do because they went to seminary and this and that. And I think, you know, I think it would be helpful if um, there was, not that we don't need vocational ministers, but um, I think there there should be more of just, you know, everyday lay people involved in church stuff um, and church leadership. I agree. Uh, as a pastor's kid, I agree. <laughs> like, oh, you're a PK? <laughs> oh, man. <laughs> yeah, it's, hey, it's like, it's hey. It's a great thing, but it's, it's again, it's, I, I'm, I'm friends with, with a lot of PKs and, uh, yeah, they, they, they mm. tell me their experiences. Like, you know, they, it's, there's always this expectation of you right Right, and it's like it's kind of the same like kind of like how even like david and i were saying earlier like it's you know there's there's this expectation of like oh like you're sharing the gospel well then you know it's like and of course like you know the bible says you know like much is given with when much is given much is required of course but yeah like i totally understand like oh man i like i think i would now i would be like if because i'm not a pk but like now like kind of being more secure and everything i would be more okay with it um but like in like if i was like in middle school or high school at and when i didn't know jesus and people were like oh you're the you're the pastor's kid you tell me about this and i I would i would just shrivel up and not know what to do so i (laughs) right right and like (laughs) It's fine not to get into all this, but I mean, <laughs> but I mean, like last year, you know, when we had to like move our services online and stuff, everyone's like, oh, Karis knows about media. And then it just like became like my job and like my sole responsibility. And I'm like, I didn't ask for this. Like, I, <laughs> I, under- <laughs> I understand that like it has to be done, but like. Why do I have to do everything? <laughs> oh, yep. <laughs> <laughs> but, you know. It's fine. We're happy to serve and it's okay. Exactly. But exactly. We don't we don't want this pressure. Is <laughs> what I'm saying. Anyway, let's move on. <laughs> so Andy, yeah. what, what was your first uh exposure to Kingdom Hearts and uh in uh I guess segueing from that, um how did you first or when did you first notice some biblical parallels in Kingdom Hearts? Oh yeah, so um I was ex- I was first exposed to Kingdom Hearts uh, from my grandma, actually. So she uh, mm. bought me Kingdom Hearts 1 on the PlayStation 2 in 2002. 
and uh she like she didn't know anything about it like she just got it to me for me because like i was i grew up a huge like disney fanatic and i still am to this day and so um she got me this game and i was like oh this is like i looked at it because i never grew up with final fantasy or anything so like my first exposure to final fantasy was kingdom hearts uh and all that but i saw i looked at the cover and i saw donald and goofy and mickey and i was like what the heck is this? And then I looked on the back and I see like Jack Skellington and like Aladdin. And I was like, Whoa, wait, what, what is this? Like my, my six, seven year old mind was completely blown by the fact that like, you know, I could actually go and and visit like Disney movies in a video game. And so, uh, yeah, my grandma got it, uh, for me for like my birthday, I think. And just cause she saw Donald and goofy, and Mickey on the cover, and uh, here I am, twenty years later, still in love with <laughs> with Kingdom Hearts, um, and yeah, it's it's really funny. Um, so that was my that was my first exposure to it. I didn't really start noticing. Oh, actually, yeah. So I think I was a soft. It was my sophomore going into junior year of college, and so I was interning at a church in Florida. Uh, in the U.S. at at the time. And uh, yeah, I was just kind of like just at that time, I was just like watching a lot of like Kingdom Hearts videos and stuff like that. And um, because, you know, it's you know, it's it's we're still in pre Kingdom Hearts three era. So like that's all I was watching was like Kingdom Hearts stuff, uh, getting hyped for Kingdom Hearts three. And uh, it kind of I was rewatching uh all the cutscenes of Chain of Memories, like all of Riku's cutscenes in Chain of Memories. And I was also interning at this church as, uh, as, as like an assistant to the youth pastor. And I was like, oh my gosh, wait, hold on. Like Riku, that's, that's, that's me. Hold up. Wait, wait, that's me. And, and Mickey is, is like Jesus to Riku. And Ansem is, is kind of like the devil and sin. And I was like, oh my gosh. And he's, he's being tempted by, you know, he faces, a replica of himself like he's being he's facing his own demons he's he's being reminded of his past by people like zexian and and ansem and it's like oh my gosh like this is literally like the christian walk to a t and right it just kind of blew my mind and then that's kind of where i had this idea in the back of my mind i was like you know what if i ever and this was before i even thought about starting to like do anything on youtube it was just like you know what if I ever do anything on YouTube one day, I'm going to make this video. And then I made and I finally uploaded it today. But that's actually something I talk about in my video as well is um, uh, the pursuit of Riku and his redemption and restoration uh, and how that's very, very uh, much reminiscent to to us uh, and mm. you know, how Jesus pursues us and. Um, just kind of, you know, like being tempted by sin and, and being tempted by the darkness and stuff like that. And, uh, yeah. And so that was kind of when I first noticed it, I was just re I was literally just rewatching cutscenes to get hyped for kingdom hearts three, you know? And so like that was, and then I was like, oh my gosh, like, this is crazy. Funny enough. I actually, um, cause I found out a lot of the, not a lot of, I would say a, a handful, which to me is a lot, um, uh, a handful of the students actually like played Kingdom Hearts, and I was like, "Oh my gosh!" Because like I I didn't know anybody who like really got into Kingdom Hearts besides like maybe my cousin and like a couple other people, and mm -hmm. so I was like, "I'm totally going to 
I'm totally going to make it write a sermon <laughs> and literally just talk about Riku. And that's literally what I did. Like, nice. one of the times I just talked about Riku and Jesus. And then I went into just all kinds of stuff. And it was fantastic. It was so fun. So, yeah. That's dope. That's awesome. Yeah, I think we all want to be Sora, but we're all really Riku's inside. <laughs> yeah, it's it's like... The, um. It's like one of those things. It's like, uh, you know, you like you all everyone needs a friend like Sora, right? Like everyone Mm -hmm. needs a friend like Sora. But also at the same time, it's Mm -hmm. like, wait, we can also be Sora to a bunch of Rikus in the world. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. Yes. Yes. It's it's one of those things where it's like you like we all need a Sora. But at the same time, we also need to be a Sora to somebody else. Right. It's like getting poured into and then pouring out of to to into somebody else. Yeah. And like and you see the fruit of that, like in Riku's life, like beyond his own salvation, like then he goes and helps other people, you know, like like Namine and so on. And like when he dives back into the realm of darkness to find Aqua and like all these different things like. Yeah, and it's it's cool because, like, Riku has... He's been through it, you know? So, like, I really love... Uh, it's such, like, a small moment in Kingdom Hearts 3, but whenever Riku is actually confronting Aqua before Sora shows up, um, mm. you know, Aqua is... is uh, You know, she says, you know, all all I have left is misery and despair, and she's saying all this stuff, and, and she's like, do you know what it's like to, to wander around in this darkness for ages? And then it cuts to Riku kind of like like clenching his fists on the ground because it's like, yeah, Riku does know exactly what it's like. And he's the perfect person to be there in that moment. Um, for Aqua. Mm. now granted Sora is the one who actually saves Aqua, but I thought that was such a real, I thought that that's such a really great scene because it's like, yeah, Riku has been through it. And because he's been through it, he can help other people get out of it. Mm. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, Riku has such a good uh, character growth arc. It's just really cool to see like how far the character has come from Kingdom Hearts 1 till now. Um, and I like what you said earlier about kind of Christ's relentless pursuit of us. I think you see that in Sora as well, where he's he, he just kind of relentlessly pursues Riku no matter how badly he, 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 he's betrayed by him. And there's just like not even a hit, not even a hint of resentment or jealousy or anything. Yeah. And again, that's like, <laughs> it's so funny. Cause I, I talk about all of this in, in my video, you know, like it, it, like that, that scene where, where Sora and Riku and Kyra are all reunited. And then he, Sora just like breaks down and it's like, like, it's just cause he loves Riku, you know, it's like, Oh, like yeah. he doesn't, he doesn't see yeah. Riku for what he's done. And this is before it's cool. Cause like it's before Riku even, like takes back his original form because he still looks like Ansem. And so like Riku, like Sora looks at Riku and he's like, I've looked everywhere for you. And, you know, if I'm Riku, I can sometimes maybe be in a place of like, uh, like, you know, I feel too ashamed to come back. And like, yeah, you can kind of see a little bit that like Riku, in a sense, you know, he's, he, he it looks like he's carrying some of that shame with him and it, it might be so he decides to like distance himself from Sora and Kyrie. So it might be kind of hard for him to come back. And then 
but not realizing that Sora and Kairi, they have been pursuing him and like they've been they they Sora especially Sora especially Sora he's been pursuing him and and seeking him and looking for him because it doesn't matter about what Riku did you know like part of me thinks that Riku might have even thought that he owed something to Sora and so it's like I can't come back until I've made things completely right but Sora doesn't care <laughs> you know Sora just wants his friend back and yeah it's that that scene is uh that's the gospel right there it's so good uh, it's beautiful and uh. i we say this all the time like i think we say this in every single episode but like i think that's why these games work and i think that's why they resonate with people is because it's about jesus <laughs> exactly and it's about him coming to our broken world and restoring humanity like that is the greatest story that's ever told and that is why kingdom hearts is so good well that's why we're yeah. a lot of us are so we're so attracted to if it's a movie or a video game anything like that is extraordinary right like something like kingdom hearts where you're walking around with a talking duck and dog with a giant key and you're fighting little monsters like that is extraordinary you know it's it's outside <laughs> of the ordinary and so or even if you watch something like like lord of the rings which is very reminiscent of of the gospel 100 percent uh or even even like avengers or any any like it's you know it's it's so extraordinary and we're so attracted to that because like deep down inside we you know we're craving that and that's mm -hmm. all found in jesus and like again the moment i think of is uh i, I mentioned the scene before but axel confronting Shion in front of the mansion in days Shion actually says please don't hold back axel promise as if she wants to be pursued, right? Like she, like, it's like, you know, we deep down, we want to be pursued by someone we want, and we are pursued by Jesus. And, you know, it's like, you know, her saying, please don't hold back. She wants to come back. You know, and then there's something, again, there's something in us that is attracted to all these extra, extraordinary things in movies and games and, it really all comes down to Jesus being the most extraordinary thing because, you know, he actually came and he actually died and he actually rose again. And I 100 percent believe that. And again, that, like that's I believe that's why we deep down we crave. I think there's a verse in Romans. It even talks about um, all creation is I'm going to butcher it. I'm paraphrasing, of course, but it's like all creation groan is like groaning for mm -hmm. uh, for like for the father or something like that. It's, it's yeah, along those. Lines. Yeah. yeah. And so, Oh man, it gets me, it gets me going. Cause I'm like, yes, like we we're so attracted to this because like ultimately everything, you could trace everything back to God. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Well, you said kind of reminds me of how, you know, you see Riku in the opening and then when he's swallowed by darkness, holding out his hand to Sora. Yeah. You know, I guess you can interpret it as, He's inviting Sora to join him in the darkness. Or I guess you could maybe interpret it as he's kind of wanting Sora to save him somehow. It's like, I know I'm going down the, the wrong way, but but I still need you to pull me out of this. Wow. That's, that's, that's kind of how I've always, I've always seen it. I don't know if that was the intention. That's always 
the idea that's popped in my mind. Yeah, I've always I've always um, seen it as, uh, hey, look look at this thing that I found. Come with me. But I've never seen it from the perspective of help me, like pull yeah. me out of this. And that 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 just blew my mind. That's <laughs> like that's crazy. Mm. Yeah, I guess in one sense it is kind of like you know Eve holding out the apple to Adam and saying, "Hey, come take this." Or earlier, you know, you're talking about how. Um, uh, that that scene with Riku, Sora, and Kari reunited in Kingdom Hearts Two, and now he's he's still kind of like you know, no, don't look at me like you know, I look like like Ansem. Like I, I do think that's a great parallel for for our lives, you know, when we come to Christ. And I think sometimes for people who resist uh, becoming a Christian, there's there's this idea that they have to clean up their lives first. You know, I have to be a good person first. Uh, it's like no. The the reason you need salvation is because you're not a good person. <laughs> and, right. And you right. Can't do it Inherently, anymore. no, we're not. Yeah. Like. Right. And because that that hits so hard because like I resonate with that so much. Of like when I became a Christian, I thought that I had to clean up my mess, and in reality, like Jesus, you know, he he rescued me from my mess. Like he he wants to get in our mess. You know what I mean? Like he's not yeah. waiting for us to to pick ourselves back up. And whenever you're ready, when I, well, I mean, of course, when you're ready, but like whenever you're good and you've done everything right, then you can then you can come and follow me. But Jesus says, actually, he says, deny yourself, you know, so like mm-hmm. deny yourself, pick up your cross and follow me, not Hey, get your act together first and follow me. No, like you need to die to yourself. And that's like so powerful. It's so freeing. It really is so freeing because then it's like, oh my gosh, I'm free from me and I'm free from people around me. And that's not now that's not going to dictate, you know, people aren't going to dictate how I should be feeling. It's Jesus who is the answer to literally everything. And um, yeah, but I've, I've definitely, especially when I first became a Christian, I definitely was in that place of like, oh, I feel like I got to just, I feel like I need to pull myself together before I can make an impact in someone else's life. And then if, if we have that mindset, I'll be real. We're never going to take that step out of the door because mm-hmm. it's, we're always going to be in the state of like, I need to get myself together. And then we become our own worst critic but Jesus, he uses people who are flawed and broken, you know, like he and that's, yeah. and that's the beauty of of him and, and the gospel. Mm-hmm. And the thing is, just like Jesus has done all the work, like and like we don't need anything else because there's the verse that says, you know, we we have everything we need, like to live a life that pleases God. And so that reminds me of like Sora as well, because I feel like a lot of the time he's looking for like an external force to like help him in some way, but actually it it's always whatever comes from inside him um, is like his hope and joy and things like that. And like the power of friendship, I understand that that's a cliche, but, <laughs> but it's always that it's always the thing that comes from him. And it like, it's, it's already, he's already got it. You know, I think that's cool. That's so good. That's just a rando thought that came from my mind. I don't know if it made any sense. Random thoughts. You know what? Random thoughts. Hey, I'll be real. Sometimes it's the Lord, man. Like, <laughs> just, hey, I'm going to put this random thought here, and then uh, and then something's going to come out of it, and then boom, here we are. Kingdom Minds mm-hmm. Podcast. Let's go. 
you know? Excellent. Yeah, we've we've talked a little bit about vape and stuff. We've talked about how you discover Kingdom Hearts. I'm wondering, like, what is it about the series as a whole that makes you stick around? Like, is it to do with, like, the vape stuff, or is it, like, that and something else? Yeah. I'm just curious. Um, oh, man. I mean... It's a loaded question. Oh, of course. Yes. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I, uh... I would say, you know, it's it's the story and the characters, but I think overall it's just charming. You know, mm. like Kingdom Hearts is just there's a charm about it that really reels people in. And um, I wouldn't even say, especially for the first, what, 13 years, 14 years I, I have been in Kingdom Hearts. It wasn't faith because I didn't start noticing that until like, man, like five or six years ago. And that wasn't what was keeping me in. It was really it was the characters and the the story and how like, you know, how well things weave together. And just like I love like I mean, people will say it's like convoluted and confusing, which it can be confusing. But I I see it more as it's complex and it's like a puzzle and it's like putting the pieces of the puzzle together. And I love stuff like that you know like i mm-hmm. love being able to you know dissect the story and put the pieces together from whether it's revisiting scenes uh from the first game that hold up in 2021 because something because like you know now that the arc is, or the whatever the heck it is the life mode is now a thing again and or even going back to birth by sleep and rewatching all the scenes with xehanort now knowing that xehanort is a reincarnated version of the player and then looking at that from a different perspective and just the complexity behind it, but also just the the brilliance behind um, the way that you can piece these things together. And I think the, the I remember this, the biggest moment for me, I think that besides like the Zigbar Lushu reveal in Kingdom Hearts three before that, the big one for me was actually figuring out why Roxas looked like Ventus. That like piecing that together absolutely blew my mind because they don't flat out tell you in Birth by Sleep, but you have that scene at the end of the game with young Sora and then Ventus's heart coming to Sora and then Ventus, you know, taking refuge inside of Sora and and just and sleeping inside of him. And then it's just this light bulb that goes off of like, oh, my gosh. That's why that's why Roxas looks like Ventus. And oh, my goodness. And then you go back and and look at Sora in Kingdom Hearts 2. And you notice that like so even Sora's hair is a little bit blonder than it was in Kingdom Hearts 1 and in Kingdom Hearts 3. It's just a little bit because Roxas like is inside of, you know, fused back with him at the beginning. Yeah, it's so crazy. It's just piecing like little things like that together. That's what makes it so exciting and worth it. And those light bulb moments of like, oh, my gosh, like that's why that's why this is what this is like. That's why that's why, you know, Zigbar and I I didn't even notice this is so funny. But actually, if you go back to Kingdom Hearts 2 and read the character files, uh, under Zigbar description, it literally says, uh, He's a man with like an unknown motive. You know, what what could his intentions possibly be or something like that? And I'm like, oh, my mm. gosh, like like, you know, Nomura probably didn't know exactly what he wanted to do with Zigbar during that time. But 
he had an idea that he wanted to you know make you know throw some kind of twist in there and keep him interesting it's like it's stuff like that it's it's reading the reports and seeing that um oh my gosh the reason why you know like kind of piecing together why Namine is Kyrie's nobody, but she comes from Sora and, you know, she, and why she has power over Sora's memories and those connected to him. It's because Kyrie's heart inside of Sora and Kingdom Hearts one and Kyrie's heart being released from Sora. And it's like piecing all of that together is just crazy. And I didn't even think about this until now, but the fact that Namine is blonde and the fact that Ventus at that moment is still inside of Sora, that can, that probably explains why Namine is blonde and doesn't look, like Kyrie, you know, because it's like it's like this merging of all these things. So it's it's just putting the pieces to the puzzle together and seeing the big picture. I I love that about Kingdom Hearts. That's that's kind of what's ha- kept me around. And um, I couldn't even be I couldn't be more excited for where it's going, because right. I would argue right now we are in the most exciting phase that kingdom hearts has ever been like i think this is the most interesting it's ever been to be completely honest and this is someone who has again grown up with kingdom hearts his whole life and uh it's you know it's my favorite series of all time but now it's like whoa like i don't know what's gonna happen but i've never been more excited for what's to come next you just blew my mind <laughs> with the thing about Nominee's hair. I had not thought about that at all. You know, I, I, I didn't think about that until literally as I was as I was talking. And that's that's t- typically how I work. Like, I just start talking and then, like, things will come to me and then I have to speak it out loud in order for me to actually understand it. Like, that's just how I how I work as a human being. And so I was like, mm-hmm. wait, oh, my gosh, this. Oh, that makes so much sense, you know? So, yeah. I'm also an external processor. So I get it. But <laughs> Very external indeed. <laughs> I, yeah. yeah. Man, I think that's why we get along so well, Karis. We we both externally process everything that's happening around us. We like to talk. Yes. <laughs> we like to talk. Sometimes I like to talk too much, and I'll be the yeah. first to admit that, but hey. Oh, 100%. It's a, it's a meme that I'm a talker. Um, but <laughs> that's so cool. So, like, what do you see in like the future of Kingdom Hearts? Oof, another loaded question. Oh man. Uh yeah. So actually I think the most the thing I'm most excited for, believe it or not, is the Master of Masters. Uh and I, I mean I don't want to say believe it or not, because I think a lot of people are excited for, you know, what's gonna happen with with him, but mm. I uh, that that Union Cross finale was was so great and it wasn't even just like every like the honestly my favorite part of the finale was actually learning about the master's like motives and everything mm. because you you learn that like oh my gosh you know there's there's these darknesses and then there's seven deadly darknesses and then there's the six you know there's the five foretellers and Lucio and the master which makes seven and it's like, oh my gosh, the Master of Masters, he's actually a monster. If you look mm. at it, like he's he is setting up the foretellers and and Lushu to, to, to harness these darknesses. You know, that's why in back cover, like he, you know, he he says there's a traitor amongst you guys because, you know, he's stirring up the darkness in their heart and, and this contempt in their heart because he's preparing them to literally be sacrificial lambs to the slaughter because he wants to 
eliminate darkness. And whenever I, I just thought of that, I was like, oh, my gosh, the Master of Masters is a monster. And I absolutely love it because this right. is this is the villain that I have been wanting for so long. Not saying that like Xehanort, because I, Xehanort was a great villain. I love Xehanort as a villain, um, but having somebody like the Master of Masters who like he he's actually his goal is something that is actually good. He's trying to get rid of darkness. However, he's doing it in the most twisted way possible, which makes him kind of like a monster. And and then you think about, uh, again, kind of Ericus and Zane were talking about this balance of light and darkness. And now it's like, well, you know, because there's of course, there's this theory going around that's been around for a while that the Master Masters is light or he's, you know, he's a uh, he's a variant of light or a deviation of light and um, kind of being like, wait, if he's light. You know, is there going to be an imbalance of light? Like, are we actually going to be fighting the light in phase two of Kingdom Hearts? And I think that would be really interesting because like, it's like mm. that's something that we've you know, we don't really see. And yeah, I'm really excited for the master because it's like this is a villain that I have been wanting for a long time. Just not just like in Kingdom Hearts, but just, I guess, in any kind of medium, like somebody like this, like he's he's a very like. I, again, I see him as a villain because of what he's doing and people might see him differently. It's it's totally OK. But like this is he's a great character and that the Union Cross finale like just sealed it for me of like, all right, I'm officially like I couldn't be more excited to see what happens. But yeah, um, I mean, amongst You're that. Right. Sorry, go ahead. No, I was just going to be like, oh, you're a Master Master Stan. I am 100 <laughs> percent. Oh, my gosh. I, he's great. Not just because he's voiced by Ray Chase, but he's, he's well, a great character. But that that does mm. help for sure. To be it's, fair to Master, he did. Yeah, I would yeah. say that. And go ahead. Sorry. Sorry. <laughs> no, no, no. I was just going to say, be fair, to be fair to Master, he did uh, He did say he had a way to to save everybody in the end. So we'll see. We'll see if that pans that out. That is true. And I'm um, wondering if. That actually, because like, like, I can never, I never know what the master means by anything he says anymore. Because it's like he says that, but then Yazora was saying the Sora and and remind, I'll save you, and then he beats the absolute heck out of him. So it's <laughs> like, what does that actually mean? You know what I mean? So, yeah. Oh man, I know one thing that I here's one. If there's one thing that I really want to see, it's but not you know kind of not even talking about the master. I really want to see a Yazora versus Riku fight. And I think mm. that might be something that we could be building up to because now Riku is going to Quadratum and Sora is there and Yazora is there. And whew, I think that fight would be super sick. Like I just I envision it in my head and I think it would be super sick. And uh, um, my buddy lands. Uh, so he was actually on the Landy Lodge's podcast. Shout out to Landy. Uh, and he was talking about on his podcast of you know whenever yazora says hey you know like i will save you what if it, it him saying that was just because riku like you know was yazora like wrecks riku and then something happens to riku and riku says to yazora save sora and then that's why yazora's like i will save you and i was like oh my gosh like i i'm sold on that you know so i really want to see a fight go down between Yazor and Riku. I think that's that's one thing that I 
I think would be epic, you know? Like, I just, I don't know. Yeah. I, I can envision it. It's just, it's, it's, a, ugh, I just, ah, I'm getting too excited. <laughs> I'm getting too excited. Anyway. It's got to happen, I feel like. I, yeah. So exciting. So many things. Kingdom Hearts is so exciting. It really is. It's just, and again, I think that's like, that's why I've stuck around for so long with Kingdom Hearts is like, ah, it's, there's never been a dull moment for me. You know, like even with Recoded, like, again, we can trash Recoded all day, but I will. Again, I said this earlier, I'll defend Recoded because it actually deals with some of the deepest themes in the series. And one of them talking about Hurt, actually, at the end with Data Sword and Data Roxas and like Roxas, this Data version of Roxas saying to Data Sword, like, you know, like, do you want to carry this Hurt with you? Or do you want to leave it all behind and be free of it? And then Sora says, you know what? I want to carry it with me because this hurt is actually going to help me save people. And keep in mind, this is this is data Sora. This isn't even like actual Sora. But you can see that like, you know, that conversation is, you know, that kind of pours into a lot of things that happen in, in, in Kingdom Hearts, especially in Kingdom Hearts 3. Like, you know, just people carrying this hurt with them, but like, and especially with the Riku as well, like, you know, he's, he's been through it and, you know, carrying this hurt, but using that hurt to actually help people. And so that's actually my favorite part about recoded is like the fact that it actually talks about like that theme and it goes as deep as that. Um, again, as much as, you know, as it's not that the greatest game, but it does deal with one of the deepest themes in my opinion. Hmm. Yeah, I, 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 agree. I need I, to play I, it. I think, <laughs> yeah. yeah, I haven't played it yet either, but I do agree about the theme of, of carrying hurt because it, it is easy for a lot of people to just look for the easy way out. Exactly. Or to yeah. uh, find, find a way to erase erase the pain and, uh, and the suffering in our lives. But and that's also a biblical theme too as well is that, um, you know, we should count it all joy when we experience various trials because the testing of our faith yeah so good so good absolutely well andy before we wrap up um because i guess again around time now but um do you have any kind of closing uh closing remarks uh thoughts uh oh sheesh um man i mean (laughs) uh if you haven't played kingdom hearts play it because it's great but i'm sure anybody (laughs) listening to this podcast probably has so um and what's your channel so that people can find you? Oh, yeah. So I'm I'm just Andy Brew, uh, Andy and then space B-R-U. Um, so, yeah, I'm on YouTube. I'm Andy Brew 48 specifically on Twitch because I can't get the Andy Brew name. So I had to add some <laughs> so numbers sad. in there. Uh, and, yeah, so I, I also have a Twitter. It's just Andy underscore Brew underscore. Um, but, yeah, if you just search Andy Brew, you'll, you'll find me on YouTube. Um and I think, you know what, Karis actually sent me a, uh, uh, she actually sent me a list of some of the questions. And the one that I remember reading over was, you know, what advice do you have for uh, other, like, content creators? And Oh, yes. Yeah. yeah. I, honestly, the biggest thing is, like, just make the content that you want to make. You know, like, you don't need to follow with the trends or what's hot or, you know, what's, what's doing really well. Cause like, 
if you keep following that, you're not going to enjoy what you're doing. Like make mm-hmm. the content that you want to make. Uh, and honestly, just whatever makes you happy, you know? And one thing that, uh, especially with like my channel, because I do live streams mainly, but I also, uh, upload videos. And so I've had people tell me like, Hey, like maybe you should have a separate channel for live streams and a separate channel for uploading videos because, you know, doing live streams and videos like actually hurts the performance of the channel. And I'm like, yeah, but I don't care. Like, I I, I honestly, I'll be real. I don't care about that because I'm doing this for fun. Like, I want to just share my experiences with others, whether that's uploading a video or streaming a game or whatever that is. I just want to, like, share my experiences with others and, um, you know, don't just make the content that you want to make. Now, if you're trying to grow on YouTube and, like, quote unquote, make it big, whatever the heck that means uh, Mm -hmm. on YouTube. Then, yeah, maybe it's probably smart to have two separate channels for like live streams and uh, uploads and stuff like that. But honestly, just do whatever you want, whatever makes you happy, like make the content that makes you happy. Um, and that's probably the the biggest advice I can give. Um, but other than that, yeah, uh, Kingdom Hearts is awesome and, and Jesus is amazing. And uh, that is that. <laughs> Beautiful. Amen, yeah. That's great advice. Well, thank you. Well, thanks for coming on, Andy. It's a real pleasure to talk to you. Uh, really enjoyed hearing your thoughts. Yeah, thank you guys so much for having me. This was I've this is the most excited I've been for a podcast. Like I've I'm no offense, Landy, if you're listening, I love you. But man, <laughs> oh. I was super I was super pumped to come on here today, and uh, you guys are really doing some amazing work here. And uh, you know, don't think it goes unnoticed because uh, people are being impacted by. Um, listening to this podcast and uh it's you know there's like whenever i found you guys i know i'm kind of going off but like whenever i i found you guys i like read your description it was like we talk about the king kingdom hearts and the kingdom of god and i'm like oh my gosh i didn't think something like this existed like this is the greatest thing i've ever seen and it's it's you guys are doing really really good stuff here and um yeah just don't be don't be discouraged, you know, like it, if, you know, if there's ever moments where, um, you know, things might seem a little dry, just know that like there's 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 always going to be somebody that is impacted by, you know, what you're doing. And it's, um, you know, we words are super powerful and we, we have the power to either speak life or death out of our mouths. And so mm-hmm. whenever people come here and hear, you know, like. You, you like you guys are speaking life and so it's super refreshing and encouraging to other people and yeah i just appreciate you guys so much uh you guys are amazing and i'm i'm seriously so happy to have been here today <laughs> bro that's so nice we appreciate you so much also landy getting shafted Oofed. <laughs> I, landy, listen landy i know you're listening i love you man i love you i love you so we much. love you you're, so much you're my boy landy listen to me you're my boy. You are my boy. We should, we should have both of you guys together on the podcast yes. next time. That would be amazing. Yep. 100%. I would love that. <laughs> Let's do it. Let's make it happen. Excellent. Thank you so much. Oh.